Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 243 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about your might and power as we read your word. Increase our faith in you as we read more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching us in Luke chapter 21. Jesus sees the widow put all she had into the offering plate. She gave it all, and my heart hurts for so many who give all they have. Moms give every ounce of energy they have to raise their children and hold down jobs to support them. Dads give all they have to work and provide for their families. There is hardly anyone I know right now who isn't giving their all to something or someone. While this scripture doesn't lend itself to the energy people expend just to live and give, that's the message that came up for me today. The widow had no more money to live on. She trusted the Lord with everything she would need to buy food and exist. May we all trust the Lord with what we have and are giving and know he has a plan to take care of us in every way. Jesus spends much of the rest of this chapter talking about the end times. A few verses stand out to me. First, verse 19 says, By your steadfastness and patient endurance, you shall win the true life of your souls. There is chaos in our world, and many have given into the confusion of it all. But Jesus tells us to be steadfast and endure until the end, and we will win the race for eternity. Second, in verse 34, he says, But take heed to yourselves and be on your guard, lest your hearts be overburdened and depressed, weighed down with the giddiness and headache and nausea of self-indulgence, drunkenness and worldly worries and cares pertaining to the business of this life, and lest that day come upon you suddenly like a trap or a noose. May we be on our guard and not allow ourselves the self-indulgence Jesus talks about so that we remain strong until and through the end. He tells us to stay awake watch and pray that we have the strength and ability to escape the hardships and wrath that's coming. Well, let's see what Paul is teaching the Corinthians in chapter 12. He is still defending himself to the Corinthians. He talks about seeing a vision and being brought up to the third heaven. Back then, people talked about the first heaven as being the sky, the second heaven as the stars, and the third heaven as the heaven you and I would like to go to someday. He doesn't tell us what he saw or whether he was raised in body or just spirit, but he does say he had this experience. He was still comparing himself with the apostles the church had accepted. They had probably not experienced this kind of thing before. Paul goes on to write about the thorn that was placed in his side by Satan and how he asked to be taken away. I often find solace in these verses as God told him that his grace was sufficient for him. God's strength and power were made perfect inside of his weakness. Paul spoke of the glory in that and welcomed his weakness and pain knowing that the power of Jesus would be upon him. The Amplified Bible defines this to say that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. Paul writes that he is pleased and more than willing to have infirmities, insults, hardships, perplexities, and distresses come upon him, for then he can be strengthened through Christ and divine strength. May we look upon our own difficulties the same way, and may the power and strength of Jesus be upon us. Lastly, Paul writes that he hopes he doesn't find unrepented sin in the church when he comes to see them again. There isn't much that causes him fear, but this is something that does. Let's see what Song of Solomon chapter 3 has in store for us. It starts out with a maiden longing for her beloved. She tells of a dream she had of going to look for him but couldn't find him. So she went into the city, which was uncomfortable for a country girl. She asked the watchman about him and finally found him. When she did, she didn't want to let him go. 
We can divert a little here and imagine when we first found Jesus. We didn't want to let him go, just as the man who was healed of all demons asked to stay with Jesus and follow him. The maiden goes on to tell her dream, a dream that we can imagine would be her wedding day. There were 60 men with Solomon. We imagine these were his groomsmen, as she also writes about the crown that was put on his head on this wedding day. In verse 4, we read that Solomon told her she was beautiful, even covered with a veil. In verse 7, we read she is not only beautiful, but has no flaws. And isn't that the way we see our spouses on our wedding day? While our eyes may be blinded a bit on that day, we do know that Jesus is the one without flaw. In verse 15, we read about a well of living water. Again, our Jesus is that well of living water, as he says in John chapter 7, verse 38. He who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. May we experience these living waters today and be renewed and restored by our Savior. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 62. This is one of my favorite Psalms. For God alone, my soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation, my defense and my fortress. I shall not be greatly moved. Yes, may we wait in silence for the Lord to come and defend us. Instead of all the complaining in our minds and in our words, may we wait on the Lord. David's son was against him here, spreading lies about him and trying to win over the kingdom. Yet David waited for God to deliver him. Later in this psalm, he had to tell his soul to wait. Waiting on God doesn't come easy. We have to be intentional about it, and David was. He used every ounce of determination and went against human emotion to direct his attention to the Lord. His conclusion says, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. David knows this with every fiber of his being. May we know it too. God has all the power and he cares for each one of us. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for being the almighty God that you are. Thank you for caring for us beyond our ability to comprehend it. May our hearts be turned to you. Keep our eyes on you, Father, and your desire and ability to come to our aid. We trust you are working in all the circumstances of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word. 